This podcast is the overflow of a three and a half minute song called Jesus Happened. You can expect raw and real conversation, stories, and testimonies of my personal Jesus Happened moment, along with many others. So here we go with another episode of the Jesus Happened podcast. Jesus were worshiping a God who was in the room with them. It wasn't like a God who was like far off and maybe he could hear it, but like he was actually there and they knew it. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Like I can't even, I can't go. Like I have to stay. And then like the Lord started to move on my heart and I was like, okay. So then Cheyenne, you know, we stopped worshiping and she had asked us all to kind of like talk to the Lord, like pray. Um, and I remember her specifically saying, now that I think about it, like it doesn't have to be out loud. And so I was like, Oh, thank God. So I started praying inside, like in my head, in my heart. And I was like asking the Lord to give me a light heart because I felt so weighed down with judgment. And like, I don't know, like I really wanted to be open to what was happening. Like I, I wanted it. Hey guys, welcome back. Two weeks ago, I released an episode all about jealousy and how the Lord was giving me personal revelation on the gravity of it and how it is a sin and it's not okay. And we as believers do not have to live in jealousy. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. But this week, I've got three of my dearest friends with me to talk about Jesus and how he's happened in their lives And one of those friends you just heard in the introduction, that was one of the Elise's for today. There's two. Uh, But originally when I started praying about the topics for season two, one of the things y'all requested on my Instagram when I asked you guys what you wanted to hear about was godly friendship. So I organized a few friends to come over, talk about the topic of godly friendship. But the best part was that we didn't even end up talking about it. But it was happening naturally. Like we didn't even have to explain it. It was just we were having, we were experiencing godly friendship and fellowship. And literally all three of my friends ended up telling their Jesus happened stories. It was very unplanned. I kind of just started asking them to give like a backstory of who they, who they are. And basically Jesus took over and they started telling their entire Jesus happened story. And it was amazing. And so Today is special because you don't you don't just get one Jesus happen story you get three in one episode. So I pray that um, you are encouraged and challenged and maybe you can relate to one or all three of their stories. Uh, and then toward the end we we kind of have a little you know discussion about what we've talked about. And so yeah, these are the people that I do life with. This is godly friendship. This entire conversation, godly friendship is the best kind of friendship I've ever had obviously because God's involved, but also because when you're living life alongside other fiery believers, you're unified because Christ is your common ground. So a lot of my friends and I don't necessarily have everything in common, but it doesn't matter when you're following Jesus because he is the best thing to have in common 
anyways. So it's really important who you surround yourself with because in Proverbs, we know that it says bad company corrupts good morals. And I know I can speak for myself and for these other girls that you're going to hear in a little while that from our pasts, we've all been in our past. We've all been in bad company that truly caused corruption of our good morals in different ways and at different levels. I love this quote by Tim Keller. It says, real spiritual friendship is eagerly helping one another know, serve, love, and resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. So although we don't give you five bullet points of what godly friendship is, I believe that this conversation will speak for itself. So without further ado, here is my conversation, my roundtable talk with Elise number one, Elise number two, and Caroline. <laughs> I can we can videotape it. <laughs> you have the cutest braids, Elise. Thanks. Thanks. Oh my gosh, thanks. I oh, can't my little. So today I have Elise Roy, Caroline Levinson, and Elise Rawls. Um, and three people that have constantly challenged me in my faith and encouraged me in my faith. And seen me walk through, I mean, multiple deliverances, multiple healings, a couple relationships, just my Jesus happened moment. All three of you guys, something I love about tonight is you guys were witnesses to my Jesus happened story. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Elise, will you tell everybody kind of your, I'm just going to call it a Jesus happened moment for the sake of this podcast. Cause that's the name of my single. <laughs> And also the name of this podcast and people that have been listening know what that means. They know that like you are one way, Jesus happens to you and you're another way, or at least that's how it's supposed to be when Jesus actually happens to you. Right. So just tell kind of your story. Oh, wait, really quick though. Will you pray? Yeah. Will you pray for us? Yeah. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you have so purposefully and individually brought our lives together um, and for such a, a bigger reason than just sweet friendship, God. But you, you've brought us together to bring glory to your name. Your Bible, the, the word says in John 17 that we would come together and be one as the Father and the Son are one. So, Lord, the, these friendships, they're not just like, oh, wow, cool, sweet friendship. But it is literally, Lord, you have brought us together to bring glory to your name. So, Lord, I pray that this entire time, this whole time that we're talking tonight, um, that our conversation would be pleasing to you, and that above everything else, it would bring glory to you and you alone. Because we, our story is nothing without you. We, we, we have nothing, we are no one without our Savior who lives within us, in which you are the whole reason that we have life and breath in our bodies and that um, we even have a testimony to share. You are our testimony. So God, I pray that you'd be glorified um, and that you would be pleased with our, our time tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, yeah, okay. So I, you know, was born into a Christian home. My parents had gotten saved probably a few years before I was born. Grew up in a Christian home, very conservative my parents loved the Lord the best they knew how. They taught us the best they knew how. And so I grew up always having this deep desire to know God and to love Him, uh, but was never taught about um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so you can have all of the Word and the principles and the practices and the, the to-do list, but if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, it's just all for nothing, really. So you're, it's a lot of work 
to earn and please. Um, and so I really have this deep desire to know the Lord and to love him. And I gave my, my earliest memory that I have is sitting on the side of my bed at three years old with my oldest sister, giving my life to the Lord. Really? It's so like I actually have a memory of sitting on the side of the bed. It's my earliest memory. And so from a very young age, I've loved the Lord. But I just always struggled with this flesh, like, trying to earn my, like, earn favor with him, earn good standing with him, self-righteousness, you know, like, just um, dry religion, you know, trying to do good works on my own. And so it just always left me in these cycles of, like, oh, I'm doing good, I'm not doing good, hide, shame, guilt, don't show anybody that you're doing, you know, poorly or that you've done wrong. I really wanted to please everybody my whole life. I really wanted people to think highly of me. I didn't want to let anyone down. And so a lot of my um, adolescence and upbringing was these just like strong cycles of wonderful worship sets at church and youth camp and then going home and having no idea how to love the Lord. And so then just hiding in my sin, hiding in my guilt, my shame. And, um, I didn't know anything about repentance, laying your heart bare before the Lord and letting him reveal what's unpleasing to him. And so I didn't, I didn't know about repentance. And so I just hid whenever I would fall into sin patterns and feel really guilty about it. Wow. And so my whole life was just cycles of self-righteousness and trying to be approved of. And everyone who knew me would say, and you know, it's funny because people still say this today, but it's just how the Lord made me. But people would say that a very cheerful disposition, very happy, very joyful. Um, but I was like really hurting and hidden a lot of things on the inside. And so, um, yeah, for much of my life up until I moved here and started going to a church that our now pastor, uh, was the worship leader. I, you know, I, I was loving the Lord the best I knew how, but so full of fear and shame and guilt and sin. Um, and so I started going to this church and this church is really the first church because up until now I'd really gone to like our conservative denominational churches, um, and, or churches like it. And so then when I started going to this one, it was non-denominational and they taught much more on the Holy Spirit than I'd ever learned in my entire life. I mean, I, I joke about this, but it was like growing up, it was like father, son, spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like Holy Spirit. emphasis on the Father, <laughs> emphasis on Christ and, and the cross, the Word, zero emphasis on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was like, you know, if a song was sung particularly well that day and the person did an outstanding job. So, so wait, I had, are, you, are you saying like when y'all would sing, Holy Spirit, you are, would you be like, Holy <laughs> You are welcome (laughs) here, you know? No, well, and it's funny. So I grew up on, like, (laughs) Southern gospel music. I don't, like, there might be people listening who will know about the Gaithers, but I grew up on that. Like, my mom was in a Southern gospel quartet. She sang all the... Wait, what? I didn't even know that. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, growing up, she was in a Southern gospel quartet. They sang all of the Gaither songs. They traveled all over the Northeast. And so I grew up, and a lot of those songs were, like you know, send your spirit down, had lyrics about the Holy Spirit, but we just weren't taught about the Holy Spirit. And so, like, I didn't know how, that I could be, like, filled with the power of God. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. I knew God's grace was, like, Christ died on the cross, and, like, your sins are forgiven. That was the extent of grace that I knew. But I didn't realize that grace is, like, a twofold thing. It's not just 
to cover your sins, but it's God's empowerment to live a godly and a holy life. I had no idea what that was. So coming in to Nashville to this church and they start teaching about the Holy Spirit, I'm like actually, you know, encountering him more, like realizing what it actually means to encounter the Lord through his Holy Spirit. And I'm like, wow, this is, wow, this is wild. And so then I'm leading worship with Cheyenne, our pastor. Then the Lord encounters her and I see this crazy 180 change in her. And I'm like, what happened to you? I want it. What happened? What What? happened to you? Hey, (laughs) I hear it all the time. Hilarious. That wasn't planned. I know. That's why I'm singing. That's awesome. But no, I literally was like so drawn because then she also was just like pouring out like, wow, this is what the Lord did. He, he, he taught me that like, I don't have to think my thoughts. I don't have to, um, be in bondage to the things that are circling around in my head all the time. And so I, she's encountering the Lord and I'm just getting wrecked. I mean, you know, I'm tucking tightly underneath her wings. Wow. And, um, really my greatest Jesus happened moment. Tell me. Then I go to this conference and for the very first time in my life, um, someone prophesies over me and like speaks a word of knowledge over my life, um, seeing fear and worry in my life. And up until that moment, I didn't really, I don't think I could call it fear and worry. It was just my life. What you were used to. It was what I knew. It's all I knew. It was just my life. So then I get, you know, prophesied over and she, she leads me through this beautiful, powerful prayer of repenting for believing the lie of fear and worry and replacing it with faith and belief. And the power of God comes over me so powerfully and I like fall out and I'm just freed from fear and worry. (laughs) And so like from that moment on, I really like that, that moment was the trajectory of freedom in Christ and knowing that I don't have to live in bondage to my thoughts. Like, looking back on it, that's kind of the, the, the pivotal point that I look at back in my life right. as to what set me on this, you know, path of freedom. And obviously, since then, there has been so many more beautiful um, stories of deliverance and healing and freedom. and Because uh, we just go up from here, you know. It's Amen. Glory to glory. You know what I mean? We just Amen. keep getting freer and freer. So. Hallelujah. Caroline, will you kind of tell me like how you grew up, Jesus happened to you when you were young, maybe happened again and again and again. Just kind of tell me your your backstory. Well, I guess the first thing I would say, I don't know, this verse just comes to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Wow. I'll start with my childhood. I had... A Jew- I have a Jewish dad and um, a mom who grew up atheist, um, but she became a believer when I was a baby. And so I really did grow up in a Christian home. But the beautiful thing about it is that my mom didn't really have believers in her life. She truly was, she always says that she had the thought when she had a baby. Um, she was kind of thinking there has to be something more and she like held me as a baby and was like there has to be a greater love like than what I'm experiencing and so that was kind of like her journey of like seeking and um I'm just so thankful just the story is just amazing but the people that were placed in her life um like random people 
at the park, invited her to a Bible study, and she ultimately ended up finding that Jesus was the way. And so because of that, I was introduced to Jesus as a little girl. And that's kind of how I like to say it is that I was kind of introduced to God by my mom. And I'm so thankful for that Um, and truly did have like childlike faith as a kid. How did your mom find Jesus again? I kind of forget this. I just think that's really important. How did she find you? She was an atheist. Mm-hmm. Where did she go to church? Like, what happened? She, one of her best friend's brothers was a believer. Wow. And yeah. she's always been kind of an inquisitive person. Yeah. You I know? mean, it was the Holy but, Spirit, like, drawing right. her to him. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just want, like, did someone preach the gospel to her? He was, he had a whole church praying for her. What? And she didn't know. And he ended up passing away. And she found out that, like, hit, they had all been praying for her. They invited oh my her. Gosh to come to church and learn about Lord. So God was drawing her. Like she didn't really have Christian friends, but like, it's so true. Like if you seek, you'll find. And he like, you know, yeah. Proved to, to be who he says he is. He's the way he's the truth. He's the life. And oh like, gosh. so it's just, it's really amazing growing up in the church. I think as I grew up, I started to know a lot about God cause I was in a lot of great environments. Um, but I think really since moving here, it's been a lot of like, breaking of my own like knowledge that was kind of making me feel secure in my faith wow. and instead of just like f- childlike faith again and so right. that's you kind of like the last grew up been. in in like the knowledge of faith mm-hmm. but you kind of like quit practicing the childlike faith yeah in a sense right which is crazy it's a different type of bondage <laughs> oh it's <laughs> it's well, it, it's it's another type of bondage it's like but I didn't see it it took God to see it you know, wow. like through repentance. That was another thing I didn't hear about a lot. I was like, I don't need to repent. What? Like <laughs> I, that, that was kind of like hidden from me. Oh my gosh. Cause I, I think I was in a lot of environments that like, I really felt great about myself all the time. <laughs> so, wow. And it makes me think about that story about, um, those who are forgiven little love little, but those who are forgiven much love, love much. much. And if you don't like repentance is a blessing cause you see how much you need God. That that was one thing I think about. Like I feel like that is probably the biggest part of my testimony because I grew up in the church, but I feel like there was a hunger for like more like hearing crazy spiritual things happening in other countries and like knowing like okay, I believe in God, but like but what about that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Like it just Yeah. The and I had three dreams spread out through like many years, but like those were always what I'd go back to where I'd be like, I know God is real because <laughs> wow. of that, you know? So wow. he's amazing. He's and amazing. his word, his, the biggest miracle from the last three years has been his word coming alive. Come <laughs> on. That is a miracle. Yeah. That's a miracle in, in people that grew up in church, Amen. especially because you guys have such knowledge like I used to call Caroline the Bible girl because when she first moved here when we reconnected three years ago she knew the word it was it was ingrained in you it was Mm -hmm. part of you um but I think there was another level of it coming to life by the spirit Mm -hmm. pouring on it for you that that some people just don't know is possible Lisa's on her phone and I'm trying to ask her her testimony. Oh, I'm sorry. She's looking up a song. I'm joking. It's fine. Oh, 
guess. Oh, the time limit for Instagram just went off on my phone, but I'm still going to ignore it for 15 minutes. Um, I do that all the time. <laughs> I know. You try You try to have discipline, and then you continue to look at it. Yeah. Okay, but seriously, though, can one of y'all tell them to, like, give me five stars? Because every time I try to do it, it's so awkward. Hey, listen. This podcast is a gem and a half, okay? So if you're listening to it, just go real quick. Give it a review. Five star it up. Come on, and now. share with others because honestly, these testimonies are fire, and um, it's what the Lord has done in people's lives. So, like it, share it, five star it. We're back and in action with our third testimony, Elise Rawls. Will you please tell us a little bit about your backstory, kind of how you grew up, and how Jesus happened to you? Sure. Thank you. So I grew up in church. Uh, went to the Church of Christ as a little girl. My grandma actually got saved. Well, she would go get her hair done by this lady named Barbara, and she would take us with her every time, and it was it took forever, and I hated going. But at some point, Barbara preached the gospel to her. Um, my grandma wasn't in church. She wasn't, you know, I don't know that she was a believer or not, but we just never went to church. Um. And she uh, preached the gospel to her and invited my grandma to church and my grandma went and we spent every weekend with my grandma growing up because my mom worked in retail and so she couldn't be with us on the weekend so she would take us to my grandma's and every Sunday from then on we would go to church and I I mean church for me was boring like we didn't really have like a whole lot of kids stuff going on so I sat in the adult services and heard all about you know the hellfire and brimstone (laughs) like that's that's literally all I can remember. Is, Which I didn't know Church of Christ was like that. Yeah, well, the one that I went to was. Okay. I don't know if all of them are, but the yeah. one that I went to was very, like, it, it was serious. I lived in a lot of fear. Yeah, um, I bet. Especially because, you know, in that particular denomination, you're taught that if you aren't baptized, then you're not going to heaven. Um, which Whoa. I don't, I mean whatever anyway it was it was interesting so I lived in a lot of fear we'll have because... a theological conversation another another episode <laughs> yeah pre-trip post-trip <laughs> uh baptism at birth or you gonna anyways yeah I mean I just lived in a lot of fear but not like fear of the lord just like fear of the consequences and then on the other side of that my dad's mom was a minister she was a holy ghost filled woman lord. did you know her um, well um, no, not really, because my parents got divorced when I was like four, and wow. so I would go live with my dad during the summers, but there was one particular summer where we were going to go stay with him, and at this point, my grandma had been going to the Church of Christ, and um, I guess like in her mind, anything spiritual, like speaking in tongues or people falling out, healing, deliverance, all that stuff was demonic. And so my grandma and my mom had this conversation, I can remember it's the only time I ever heard my parents fight, was... Um, about my mom telling my dad we couldn't go to church with him it was a very tense moment and I just remember feeling like I was going to be in a lot of trouble if I went so I was like well then in my mind it's made up like it's demonic and I'm not going and my dad took us anyway and so I remember like the first thing I did was told my mom in my mind Church of Christ was the only true church and so if you went to another church it was like I couldn't go to church with you I really didn't want to associate with you I was very judgmental I was very self-righteous Um, and so I remember getting into high school and still having like these really strong convictions that I wanted to be a good girl. I didn't want to do all the stuff that everybody else was doing, but by sophomore year, I was like, yeah, it's not, and it didn't stick because here's the thing is I didn't know why I was being told not to do certain things. I was just being told not to do them. And for me, now that I know why 
I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense because I love the Lord. I won't do those things. But I didn't know that you could love the Lord. Yes. Like, so it's almost like when the, when Satan told Eve, oh, you surely won't die. Like, no, they didn't die right after they ate the apple. And I guess in my mind, I had that same thought process of like, well, I've been told that I shouldn't do this, this, and this because this, this, and this will happen. But it didn't happen. So hmm. I should be fine. Like, maybe that's not actually true. Whoa. When in reality, the consequences were super real. I just wasn't seeing them. Later. Yeah. So I just like kind of lived a mediocre Christian life. And my one of my really good friends, Amy, um, has this really cool story how she met her half brothers insane. But anyway, he ended up no dating a girl who was a country music star who lived in Nashville. Um, so Amy went to go visit her. Then Amy comes back and is like, I'm moving to Nashville. And I'm like, me too. I had never been here before, but I was like, I'm moving to here. So I came very quickly, started dating a guy. thought that was why like, Oh, this is why like I'm going to get married and it's going to be awesome. And that did not happen. But in the midst of that, um, I was feeling like, Oh, I was really, really anxious. I had extreme anxiety, extreme depression, suicidal ideations. I was angry all the time. And I had hit the point in my life where I was like, I don't know what else to do, but I think, I think I've heard something about Jesus being able to help me with this. So I'm going (laughs) to seek him out. Like he wasn't a part of my life for a really long time. And then I was like, I, I really need to see. Let me ask you a question. Did you call yourself a Christian? Mm -hmm. So if you were on a dating app, you would check off Christian. Yeah, even absolutely. though you were not living like a Christian, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Because, now that's interesting. Yes, I would have said absolutely. I was a Christian, and we would go. Me and my boyfriend at the time would go to churches and skip the worship because it was like a show. <laughs> we would skip it, you know, and because wow. we like were that pious, <laughs> we couldn't go and see a show. It's so stupid. Anyway, yeah. So I was in full time anxiety, like Cheyenne would say, like yep. hated waking up angry all the time, insecure, like all the things. And I was like, I need Jesus. So I started going to church with my friend, Joanna. I remember feeling like I needed to break up with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I don't know. I think that might be the devil though. (laughs) So we stayed together for a little bit. (laughs) I think that's the devil. So I'm not going to do it anyway. And then AKA your flesh, (laughs) your flesh. Well, probably the devil, but also your flesh doing what you want. Exactly. Yes. (sighs) And Everybody so, who's listening to this at this moment, go Google the verse that says searing your conscience. Yeah. That's what that was. That's I've done I'm it seeing. too. I've done it too. I understand. I mean, I didn't know much, but I was like, maybe it's like, we're going to be like a really intense Christian power couple and like the devil. Not true. Not true. Not true. That was not God. Not true. Um, so in the midst of all this, Joanna's telling me about two different Bible studies that she's going to at the time. And one oh, is on Wednesday so nights, so one is on Friday nights. And the one on Friday night, again, I'm coming from Church of Christ background. We don't do any of that speaking in tongues, prophesying, none of that falling yeah. out in the spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit was not, I like you said, it was like non-existent in my mind. I didn't even really know what the Holy Spirit did. Um, and so wow. she invites me calls me on a Wednesday and is like hey do you want to go to this Bible study with me and I'm like oh yeah this is the other one so yeah I'll go to that one and so we're driving and we're talking and I'm realizing we're going in the opposite direction of East Nashville and I'm like where are we going wait a second (laughs) I was like 
Joanna, um, are we going to that Bible study you said they speak in tongues at? <laughs> She's like, yeah. You, I didn't say much else after that, but in my mind, I was like, I have got to figure out a way to get out of this because I am not staying there. I'm not. So I had made up a, my, a lie in my mind that I was going to, I either didn't leave my dogs out, and I should have, which is so stupid that I would lie, but I was thinking of lying. Or that I hadn't left my dogs out and I should, or something like that. Like something about my dogs, because you can always make use them as an excuse. <laughs> and so I was going to get an Uber and go home. Walk in, <laughs> and it was so normal. Like, just normal average people. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, I, like, I have to make this obvious. Like, oh my gosh, I forgot I have to get my dogs. You know, so I was like, I don't want to just like be right away. So I'll stay a little bit. So I stayed, and Elise, Roy... Who's sitting across me. from me right now? <laughs> Her now roommate. <laughs> she walks in the door and she starts singing um, "Happy Birthday" to this guy Nathan, who it was his birthday. This is why we were getting together on a Wednesday instead of a Friday night. And she starts singing in her now I know Paula voice. Oh wait, wait, wait. actually, I think uh, I think Paula just arrived. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are. <laughs> I am so good. Uh, I was wondering, it's actually probably most likely someone's birthday who's listening to this. Oh my gosh. Do you you mind singing real quick? I have been like practicing. Okay, please. Thank you. There's a microphone and everything. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear beloved human. Happy birthday to you. Okay, thank you, Paula. (laughs) Please never come back to my podcast. (laughs) And if you're listening and you don't understand the joke, then you don't get jokes. But Paula is actually awesome. I love her. That's what was happening and I didn't know Elise so I so, didn't know she so had then an alter it started ego. to get weird well it got weird only because so she walks in she's singing like that and I'm like oh that's not good <laughs> but that's sweet you know like yeah. and then everybody sat down and and Cheyenne appeared and she was so sweet hugged me I was like oh she's really nice and then um she asked uh Nathan to testify and he starts sharing about how he's been healed from Tourette syndrome, which I had never, ever heard anything like that in my life. Like, I had never heard of miracles like that actually happening. I didn't even, I don't even know if I knew of the miracles in the Bible. Like, that's how out of touch with the word I was. Like, I didn't know anything about things like that. So I was like, no way, no way. You can't be healed from Tourette syndrome. And so I was immediately offended and was like, I'm leaving. Um, and wow. then worship started. And I had never heard any other type of worship other than either hymns acapella or the you know worship at the churches that we were actually skipping that you made fun of <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was all I'd known and so I was like oh my gosh like when I heard it it was like nothing I'd ever heard in my life it was like mm. and I always say this but it's true like they were worshiping a God who was in the room with them. It wasn't like a God who was like far off and maybe he could hear it, but like he was actually there and they knew it. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Like I can't even, I can't go. Like I have to stay. 
And then like the Lord started to move on my heart and I was like, okay. So then Cheyenne, you know, we stopped worshiping and she had asked us all to kind of like talk to the Lord, like pray. Um, and I remember her specifically saying now that I think about it, like it doesn't have to be out loud. And so I was like, oh, thank God. So I started praying inside, like in my head, in my heart. And I was like asking the Lord to give me a light heart because I felt so weighed down with judgment and like, like, I don't know, like I really wanted to be open to what was happening. Like I, I wanted it for some reason. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, Lord, please give me a light heart. Like I feel judgmental, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then the next thing I know, Cheyenne's like looking at me. And if anybody listening to this has seen Cheyenne Eakin, look at you. <laughs> Eyes of fire. Eyes of fire and full of love. Full and like of love. just, I had no, I was like, what's happening? And so she's looking at me and she goes, I have a word for you. And the first word she gave me was that I'm a long distance runner and I'm, I'm going to finish this race. And that was like, that's something I hold on to. I'll hold on to it for the rest of my life. That's right. Cause it's biblical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. <Yeah>. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil tries to discourage me. I'm like, wait a second. The Lord said I'm going to finish this race. Nope. We're done. Come on. <laughs> the Lord said, so it's true. It is written. Yes. Amen. And then her next word to me was that, <laughs> and I can never, I just can see it all right now. She looks at me and she goes, I hear the Lord saying he wants to give you a light heart. And I was like, whoa and immediately like I I just started weeping and I do not like to cry in front of people but I could not help it I was like (gasps) God is real like that's all I needed that's all I needed he's real like it felt like I was being proposed to and I was like yeah (laughs) you were yeah I was like okay you were being proposed to I was and that night changed my life forever because I mean that night I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and I was like oh my gosh I just fell out (laughs) that's weird (laughs) the thing I was avoiding yes all of it I was there till midnight like all of the things that I was like judging judge 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 I judged it all I experienced it and then two days later August 5th I was baptized in their pool and my life hasn't been the same since (laughs) I love that the Lord proved himself to you he doesn't have mm-hmm. to do that. He doesn't. He doesn't have to do that. Mm-mm. He will, though, mm-hmm. because he loves his kids enough. Mm-hmm. What I pictured when you were telling it this time, because I've heard her tell this story many times, but what I pictured tonight was like, you know when you go to a carnival and you hit the hammer down on one of those bells <laughs> and the a little mallet that goes up the ladder mm-hmm. goes really fast or slow, depending on how strong you hit the, the thing? I'm really explaining this well. <laughs> I saw... God hitting the bell or the the thing you're supposed to hit the platform and your faith went yeah up to the highest Mm -hmm. level and hit hit the bell Mm -hmm. where you win coupons and points yeah I mean I want eternal life you want eternal life (laughs) that's what I'm saying I've never seen it like that when you when you say it but that's what happened to all of us is the Lord the Lord in whatever way he he felt to in all four of our lives gave us faith mm-hmm. and belief. See, yes. see what you didn't have was belief yet. Mm-hmm. And he gave you belief. That yeah. was his, it was his story from the beginning. He, he created you. He created us. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, for whatever reason in, in the quote unquote weird Bible study <laughs> that you were not about, no, he was going to use it yeah, and turn your whole life around. He changed everything.
if you're listening to this and you you're inspired by these testimonies and you're like this is all so cool like I relate to her and this and her and that and wow they know Jesus like really like something happened to them like oh Jesus happened like yes he actually happened that's not just a cute song it's not just a podcast like the real actual Jesus actually happened to us and that humbles me every time I think about it and you want that let's say you want that it's never happened to you you can have it you can have it right now if you're listening to this you can literally have it right now you can have him it takes surrender. It takes trusting him. Mm-hmm. It takes, you know, maybe you have a lot of knowledge of the scriptures and of religion and you know all the right things to say and you've called yourself a Christian your whole life. I don't know. You could even surrender that. Mm-hmm. You know, something I love what you were saying, Caroline, is when you moved here, mm-hmm. you had to unlearn a lot. Yeah. And I actually wanted to read this scripture. Please do. Go it ahead. isn't what I flipped to, but on that and just for anybody listening. It's the last chapter in Acts, and um, it says, The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. (laughs) And so I just wanted to read that because I think that is totally what happened to me. I didn't know my heart was hard and I didn't know my ears were closed. I didn't know my eyes couldn't see. But that God truly just wants us to turn from our sin and turn to him so he can heal us Mm -hmm. and open our eyes and open our heart. You didn't necessarily live an outwardly quote unquote reckless life. You were, you were, you know, a loyal friend. You respected your parents. You followed the scriptures as best as you knew how. You mm-hmm. followed Jesus, you know. I'd love for you to explain to people why you, why you know your eyes were closed. What was the blockade? What blocked you? Mm-hmm. Was it your goodness? Mm-hmm. You know? It probably is just thinking that there's any part of me that needs to be good. Like, Ooh. for God? Instead of, like, totally, 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 like, trusting his righteousness. And his goodness. Yeah. I I mean, I was in full-blown sin, but, again, like, I didn't know why I shouldn't do those things. So, in my mind, I was like, well, I haven't murdered anyone. Right. And I'm not doing this, this, and this, so I should be fine. Right. Like, I got baptized. I did the, the bare minimum. Right. So, like, I should be good. If God is real, right. then I think I've checked all the boxes to get yeah. into heaven, yeah. essentially. Because that was my goal. My goal wasn't to be with Jesus because I didn't love Jesus. Woo. I just didn't want to go to hell. Woo. And now, like, I don't care if Jesus is the only thing there. Like, if I never see a mansion or a street of gold, I don't care. Because, <laughs> like, Jesus is going to be there. And I'm going to see him in his fullness and, like, be as I'm supposed to be and feel the way that I'm supposed to feel. And there's not going to be no, like block or devil trying to get in my way none of that it's just gonna be tears no more pain exactly perfect union I don't care about like all of the other stuff you know it's just like but that's really all I wanted was like to escape yeah hell I didn't want Jesus I think one of the things that all of us grew up in because we're all around the same age and we live in America and going back to kind of my point 
with you, Caroline, is we were all taught to like do a good job, Mm -hmm. be a good person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest tricks Mm -hmm. that the enemy has used especially in the church. Mm-hmm. So I think something that, that I was trying to just kind of get across that I think you totally explained well, both of you guys, is when we all realize that we aren't good, that nothing in us is good, mm-hmm. it was a weight lifted. Yeah. It was, it, there, then, there yes. was, then there was a level of, that's why the cross had to happen. That's yeah. exactly it. Because that's why I needed a savior. It wasn't just, I need to go to church on Sunday I guess I'm saved. Raise your hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Cheyenne says, like it was, no, no, no. I am sinful. Yes. <laughs> I am not good. Not good. Nothing in me is Nothing good. Nothing in me is good. And mm-hmm. that makes me feel comforted mm-hmm. Well, when you know actual God, you know? Right. Yes. And the Bible talks about, so like true righteousness, being right with God can only be made through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay. So like the Bible is really clear about that. But then it also says that self-righteousness is is like dirty rags. Mm-hmm. So like at, at best, what we can bring to God is a, a dirty, filthy rag. Mm-hmm. Like that's our best righteousness. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think I can relate with Caroline on that. I was a good, good girl. I was a good girl. I, I didn't Ooh. do things wrong. But I was very self-righteous because I thought I had to uphold her reputation. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I thought I had to keep being the good girl. And so that's where like all the hiddenness in my life came from because mm-hmm. it was just like but I'm a good girl Mm -hmm. and God is proud of me. And if I don't keep up this reputation of good girl, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail him. And I can't fail God. I can't (laughs) fail my parents. I can't fail my church leaders. Like I can't, I have to uphold this reputation, but like, yeah, like I hear what you're saying. The true miracle is the realization that I am in desperate need of a savior. Like, I couldn't even if I tried to be good in my own. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says that our righteousness is as though we are offering filthy rags. At Mm -hmm. best, we can offer him dirty, dirty rags. So it's just, I'm thankful. And and I see what Baylor is saying with all of our stories being like, um, just a beautiful, uh, how the body of Christ works in that we all are coming from sin. And Mm -hmm. sin is sin is sin, whether it's, uh, addiction, alcohol, drugs, lust, sexual lust, unbelief, unbelief self righteousness, uh, pride, pride arrogance, fear, jealousy. Fear. Like sin is sin, and those are the deep rooted sins that I did. I had no idea. I didn't know jealousy was a sin. I didn't know um, quarreling was a sin. I didn't know fear was a sin. I didn't know worry was a sin because the sins that I grew up were thinking about: don't smoke, don't drink, don't wow. have sex before marriage, don't. Uh, Go to wild parties, mm-hmm. which is so cultural. So cultural. That is so cultural. That's cultural. Like yeah. any an atheist knows. An atheist could tell you that's probably not something you should be doing. Right. And I knew girls when I was in high school who weren't believers, but would choose not to do those things just because they right. didn't they didn't think it was good. Oh, that's just so mm-hmm. it's it's so important to know the scriptures and to know God. And the beauty of that, I'll say just one last thing real quick. Yeah. Even, you know, being like, okay, so don't fear, don't worry, don't, don't be jealous, okay, don't, don't, don't. But even in that, we have no power to do in and of ourselves, and it is vital that we have the Holy Spirit living in mm-hmm. us. Amen. And I didn't know that. And so my whole life, I, like, struggled with all these sins, like, trying not to do it. Yeah. But I couldn't do it in my own strength. Like, right. I needed the power of God in, in me. We're all sinners, 
and we live in a broken world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, the Bible says, be holy as I am holy, and, and that his will for us is to be holy mm-hmm. and to be thankful. And it also says he's given us everything we need to live a godly life. Everything we need. And he's so, giving us the power and the desire to do, to do what, what pleases, pleases him. him. These are all verses, people. Read your Bible. This is all scripture. And mm-hmm. something that I'm thinking about right now is like when I would explain to people that Jesus happened to me and I walked away from drinking parties and all this stuff, they would say, was that hard for you? And I would say, no, that wasn't hard for mm-hmm. me. That the initial like quote unquote sinful outward lifestyle mm-hmm. walking away from that wasn't hard because I fell in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that all the sin in my heart was immediately uprooted and I was a perfect right. Christian. Right. I'm never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. None of us are, but we're being made perfect right. yes. in his image. Amen. Because like you said, Elise, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Yeah. Right. Amen. So if you've never heard about that, it's really important to hear about to it. Be filled, to yeah. be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit be right now. Mm-hmm. Be being fill, filled. Be filled for the first time. Sometimes that looks like speaking in tongues. Sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. regardless, regardless, be filled. Be what filled. it does look like is you won't break the law. You The Spirit doesn't go against no. the law, a.k.a. the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Spirit won't go against the word. That's mm-hmm. right. The truth. And we're all called to be worshipers in spirit mm-hmm. and in truth. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Be blessed. I pray that this conversation wrecks you. I pray that it wrecks you in the best way. I pray that I pray that the Lord reveals himself to you in anything that was said. In Jesus' name. I just bless whoever hears this. Lord, just open their eyes, open their ears like your word says you, you can do. I pray that they would repent if they've never heard what that means, that they would just turn their life over, turn their life over, that they would give up, give up their reputation, give up their obsessive compulsiveness. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Give up their pictures, give up their Instagram highlight reel, whatever they're living for, give up their search for a spouse, give up their, you know, the word someone spoke over them that hasn't come to pass. You know what? That's not yours to come to pass. God will do it. So I just pray right now that they would, um, that they, that, that they would be still and know, know that you are God, that they would know that you are God is in your precious son's name. Amen.